Thank you for listening to the Crossroads Sermons podcast. If you would like more information about our church, please visit www.crossroadstw.org. I'm glad you guys are here today. Well, I have an important announcement before we go into um, the Word of God today. And the important announcement, please don't forget, if you have not done so yet, please take your turkey out of the uh, freezer. Yes? Don't forget that to do that after when you go home. All right. Well, with all the different platforms of communication that we have today, including social media, it takes no time to ruin, to ruin someone's reputation or their image. Especially lately when you turn up that TV or you, you go into that social media, you find so many things, especially people that are in high places. And it just takes uh, someone to say something and someone else to believe it and spread it that to ruin someone's reputation. And from day one, Satan has been on a campaign to smear the truth of God. To smear the truth about God's goodness for us and, and for the people to follow him. When he tempted Eve in the garden, his main plan was to get Eve to doubt God's goodness when he asked her to eat the fruit of the tree of the middle of the garden. Let me translate that for our brothers and sisters in Spanish. Solo toma un poco de tiempo para que alguien pueda decir algo de alguien para destruir la imagen o decir una mentira acerca de alguien. Y solo toman un poco de tiempo en ahora en las redes sociales para destruir la imagen de una persona. Satanás desde el principio ha querido hacer esto con la imagen de Dios. Ha querido hacer esto con eh, decirle a las personas de que Dios no es un Dios bueno. Esto lo hizo con Eva en el huerto cuando le dijo acerca de comer el fruto para que ella entonces empezara a tener dudas acerca de lo que Dios dijo. The devil has used this lie in different ways to keep people from following the Lord. Satan promotes a lie. If you follow God, then you have to stop doing what you enjoy to do. In other words, he's going to take your ice cream away for dessert and he's going to give you spinach for dessert. And so, unfortunately, many Christians have believed the devil's lie. And they start believing that a Christian life is boring and also hard to follow or hard to live. Satanás ha engañado a muchas personas hoy en día, haciéndolas pensar de que la vida cristiana o el seguir a Cristo es una vida quizás de derrota, quizás es una vida donde, donde Dios dice, te voy a quitar todo lo que tú deseas disfrutar, porque el seguir a Cristo piensan de que es una vida difícil o una vida inclusive aburrida. But 1 Peter 2, 9 reminds us that God had made us 
to be people of his own possession with one purpose. And so First Peter says that we may proclaim the excellences of him who have called us out of the darkness into his marvelous light. Primera de Pedro 2.9 dice que Dios nos ha llamado a ser personas para que, que nos ha sacado de las tinieblas a su luz admirable para que proclamemos las bondades del Señor. So I'm going to ask you to open your Bibles or your, maybe your application, your phone application of the Bible. And if you don't have a Bible, I believe we have some Bibles under the seats. And if, and, and if not, also I believe we're going to have the words on the screen. Perhaps if you don't have a Bible at all, um, I suggest you take one from that seat and take it home. That's what they're for, right? You take it home. Take it with you. And we're going to be in Psalm 100. Psalm 100. And I don't know in your Bible, but in my Bibles has a title, says the Psalm of Thanksgiving. And that word Thanksgiving in Hebrew literally means confession, confession. So as we read Psalm 100, we're going to notice a, diff, a line of a list of commands. And then on verse 5, it's going to give us the reason behind those commands. So as we read together, we read a list of commands. And then on verse 5, pay attention because it's going to give us the reason for the command. Are you guys ready? Voy a pedir a mis hermanos de, que hablan español que abran su Biblia en Salmo 100. Y cuando lo leamos, vamos a ver que en el Salmo 100, los primeros versículos nos dan una lista de mandamientos, de algo que tenemos que hacer. Pero en el versículo 5, vamos a ver la razón, el porqué de esos mandamientos. Lo voy a leer en inglés y le voy a pedir a ustedes, eh, que tienen sus Biblias en español, que nos sigan con su vista. So Psalm 100 says, make a joyful noise to the Lord. Make a joyful noise to the Lord. And then says, all the earth, serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God and it is he who made us and we are his, we are his people in the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. And here it is. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations let's pray heavenly father we thank you thank you for your word thank you for your goodness thank you for who you are thank you because you have saved us we didn't deserve it we don't deserve your love but you have loved us anyway thank you for loving us the way you do and I ask you as we go through these verses, Lord, that you remind us through your Holy Spirit how
how good you are to us. I ask you, Lord, that not be my words or my ideas as I speak, but let your Holy Spirit speak through your word and through me. And I ask you that as we open our minds and we focus on your word, that our hearts be receptive. And I ask you, Lord, that this word, not just we just going to come and listen to them, but we, as we leave this place later on, Lord, that we start doing and practice this so our lives be transformed according to your will. Te pido, Señor, que seas tú, Señor, quien hables a través de tu palabra y que seas tú, Señor, transformando nuestros corazones mientras meditamos en tu palabra. Te pido esto en el nombre de tu amado Jesús. Amén y Amén. Well, so I'm going to concentrate on verse 5, and then we're just going to go through the list again for the sake of time. So verse 5 says that the Lord is good. The Lord is good. Say it with me. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. Do you believe it? It's because it's easy to say it, but it's really hard sometimes to believe this and really live it. Because some of us... Sometimes uh, have gone through very hard trials. Maybe some of us today are going through some difficult trials right now. So do you believe that God is good and that he is using even these trials to work together for your good so that you will be conformed to his will? Because as I said at the beginning, Satan knows that if he gets you or he get us to doubt God's goodness, it's going to be harder to trust him. And if we don't trust him, then we will not obey him. You see how it works? Doubt comes, we doubt, and then, then we don't trust him. And when we don't trust him because we don't trust him, then we, it's harder to obey him. And so that's how it works. So... Through the Psalms, we see two facets of God's goodness, which frequently occurs together. One is his steadfast love, and the other one is his faithfulness. Let me say that in Spanish. Muchas veces es, es difícil creer que Dios está trabajando todas las cosas para el bien nuestro. Es muy difícil, sobre todo cuando estamos pasando por una dificultad, cuando estamos pasando por una prueba, es muy difícil pensar que todo va a estar bien. Sin embargo, cuando esa duda viene, esa duda hace, comienza a hacernos de que no eh, confiemos en Dios. Y cuando no confiamos en Dios, entonces no obedecemos a Dios. Y es así como trabaja. Pero como vamos a ir viendo... En el Salmo 100 hay dos caras de la bondad de Dios. Una es su amor por nosotros y el otro es su fidelidad a nosotros. Stephas mean firm, firm, unchangeable, determined. And that's how the love of God is. The love of God for us is firm. Every morning when you wake up, God's love, God has determined to love you, not, not more or less than yesterday, but the same because he does not change. He loves you and he always loves you the same. He has already determined to love you. 
And then faithfulness is just another way to saying truthful, trustworthy, everlasting, always the same. You see that? So every time that we think about the goodness of God, we know and we can trust him that his love for us is unchangeable, is firm, is determined. And regardless of what's going on in our life, uh, he's faithful to his promises. Regardless of what's going on in our life, he's true to his uh, purpose. So because of this, we can know and believe in the goodness of God. That even in the middle of trials, circumstances, situations, we, we can trust on his unchangeable, truthful, determined, everlasting love for us. And whatever happens, he'll be true to his purpose to us. Our God is good. Let me say that in Spanish. La bondad de Dios, el amor de Dios que, se, que vemos en el Salmo 100 es un amor que no cambia. Él ha determinado amarte ya. Él ya ha escogido amarte. No te va a amar más ni menos que ayer. Dios ya te ama porque así lo escogió Él. Y su fidelidad quiere decir que es, puedes confiar en, es, en esa fidelidad que es para siempre, es la misma de siempre, no cambia y por eso podemos confiar que no importa lo que pase, podemos confiar de que podemos creer que su bondad de Dios está actuando aún en medio de nuestras circunstancias y podemos confiar de que su amor que no cambia, su amor que está determinado, su verdadero amor por nosotros será para siempre y no importa lo que pase en medio de esa circunstancia, podemos también creer y confiar que el, su verdadero propósito por nosotros será mejor aún que el que nosotros pensamos porque nuestro Dios es bueno I'm just gonna go through the list of things that we started with real quick I'm not gonna go um, into my notes anymore just for the sake of time because every 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 uh, command that we see is, is a whole sermon but we can start with verse 1 because of the Lord is good We must be people of joy. Do we reflect the joy of God in us? Because we believe that he is good. Are we joyful? Are we joyful? Because he is good? Or are we just in the pursuit of happiness? Because happiness is subject to the circumstances. But our joy is subject for who he is. Our joy is subject, uh, uh, not to our success, but our knowledge and our relationship that we have with him. Oh man, I just remember Paul. Paul, if you study Paul, is, this is one of the guys that really went to trials. Sufferings, oh man. And he's in jail when he writes a letter to the, uh, to the Philippians, to the church in Philippa. And he writes on Philippians 4, verse 4, he says, Rejoice in the Lord, always. And so it's like if Paul already know what the people is going to be thinking. People probably is going to start thinking, 
What are you crazy, Paul? What are you talking about? Look at you. Look at us. We're being persecuted. Look at our trials. And it's, and it's, and it's like if Paul already knows what they're going to be thinking, that it's kind of like if he interrupts in the middle in the verse and he says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, Rejoice. Wow. Number two, because of the Lord is good, we must serve him with gladness. We must serve him with gladness. I don't know about you. If you're serving or, you, or you're not serving or you're about to serve or you're thinking of serving. But every time you do, you do serve the Lord. Serving with gladness. Not because you have to. Not because someone told you. Not because there is a need. But because he is good. He's been good to us. We serve him with gladness. Number, number The next one. Because of the Lord is good. We must sing in his presence. We just did it. We just did it. But I'll tell you what. When you come sing here, let's come, as verse 4 said, let's come, let's enter this gate and let's enter this court with thanksgiving, with praise, ready to bless the Lord. That means, that implies that we have to probably prepare ourselves become coming here. Maybe you on Saturday night, you prepare yourself, you take some time and you said, Father, I just want to come tomorrow and I just wait. And you start remember all the goodness of God on that Saturday night. And then maybe Sunday morning, you wake up early in the morning before coming here and you say, well, God has been good and I'm going to praise him. And you start thinking about who God is and, and everything he has done for you. And then you come to this place ready to worship him, ready to praise him. Or maybe you are discouraged and, and, and you say, well, I don't know if I can do that. Then come anyway. Hopefully you can, you can be encouraged here while we sing. And as we sing, sing with praise. Sing joyfully. I know sometimes uh, some people says that as Baptists we're so solemn and we are so, you know, quietly. Sometimes we have to lose up a little bit and we just praise him and love him for who he is and we, he, for what he has done. So don't leave this place saying, man, Rocky and the band and, and Ryan didn't do a good job today. No, no, no. It's not about you. It's not about them. It's about the one that is good to us every day. So we come in praise and we declare to the songs who he is and what he has done for us. Because maybe the guy next to you needs to hear that. And when he sees you that you joyfully sing it, maybe the person says, hmm. I want to have what this person next to me has. And because he, the Lord is good, we must submit to his will and lordship. You say, I don't see that on, on this psalm. Well, it's on, on verse 3. Verse 3 says, know that the Lord, he is God. Not you, not me. He is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Let him be that shepherd of your life. Sometimes we, if he gives us the chance, sometimes we think that we can do a better job with our life than God does. Especially when the, when the, in the middle of trials. But if we trust him, we trust him that whatever happens in our life, we can be grateful and we can submit to his will. Knowing that 
His plans are better than ours. And because the Lord is good, we must be people of praise and thanksgiving. That's what we were saying before. He has, uh, as we bless him, we bless him because we, he already had blessed us. He blessed us starting with salvation. We didn't deserve it. We were chosen by him to be here, to be his people. And probably some of you, uh, maybe you have not had that relationship with God. If you are here, maybe it's not a coincidence. He's after you. He's after you to, to have a relationship with you. To, to show you his love and his goodness. To experience who he is. And not just what he has done for you. What, what he can do for you. Let me say that in Spanish. Quizás tú estés aquí. Y quizás tú estés escuchando. Alguna de estas cosas. Y dices bueno. Están hablando de un Dios que es bueno. Pero, pero yo no he experimentado un Dios bueno. Y si estás aquí quizás no es una coincidencia. Quizás tú estás aquí porque Dios está tratando de decirte. Que él desea. Que le conozcas y que experimentes su bondad en tu vida también. Él nos manda a hacer diferentes cosas. Pero todo comienza con tener una relación con Dios. I know we've gone through a list of commands here. But doesn't start there. Start having and knowing. Having a relationship with that God and knowing him to experience his goodness. So does your life Give God good rep or bad press. Are those around you, when they see you at work in different places or in different circumstances of your life, are they saying, man, I wish I can know or I can know his God? Or are they saying, I'm not sure if, wanna, if I want to know that he's God or her God? What kind of rep or press are we given to our good God? through our lives are we are we people are we a joyful people are we a people that regardless of what's going on we can trust God of his steadfast love and his everlasting love for us because the Lord is good his steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness for all generation don't wait for thanksgiving to give thanks don't wait for Christmas to be joyful Let's start today and every day of our lives reminded that because he is good and his love for us is unchangeable, is firm, is determined, and he never changed. He will always love us and be with us. We can be joyful even in the midst of trial. And what a great time right now uh, as we're going to partake of the communion together as a church. What a great time just to give thanks and to be joyful for what he has done for us. And I'm going to invite Pastor Larry to come join me here on the stage. And together we are going to take the communion. And we're going to be thankful and we're going to be grateful and we're going to be joyful for what God has done.